this week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. Cat's Eye. Quitters Incorporated. Side Talk NYC. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we have successfully watched every episode of 90s horror anthology monsters, 80s horror anthology tales from the dark side, and now are watching our favorite anthology horror movies from the 80s and 90s as well. I am Matt Noss, with me via the power of the internet, my two best friends in the whole wide world, if it isn't Jen Hansen and Matt Rose. Yay! And what a day and a treat we have in store for you. This is the first episode of us talking about Cat's Eye. Catsup Eye. <laughs> Old Ketchup Eye. Yeah. You thought, ooh, is that a butthole or is it an eye? <laughs> I did. I couldn't tell. What's it going to be? It's, well, a, it's a cat's eye. Yes, we do watch anthology horror around here. Those are different scary stories booked together. Different ones. Not all one story. No, no, no. It's an anthology. Um, I've never explained it so poorly in my life. No, you haven't, but I love it. <laughs> Let's run away from that very quickly <laughs> and say, so Cat's Eye was a movie that, let's have a little, your history with Cat's Eye. I have seen Cat's Eye once mm -hmm. in uh, probably the 80s, and I remembered the lady jumping on the sparky floor and mm -hmm. the third act. I remember the cat actually coming into play. The middle is completely squishy to me. I have no. Oh, you don't remember the? You don't remember the ledge? Nope. I have no idea. Scott what the Robert Hayes, is. baby. No idea what the middle one is. Can't wait to see it and talk about it. Yeah. What about you all? Um. Well, Jen and I. Uh, I think we both know the stories from Night Shift. Uh, but I have seen the movie multiple times. Uh, I think that in the early 90s they played it on like usa or tnt or tbs or one of the basic cable stations a lot uh and then in like the 2000s i think i watched it um and then now and like i would go through hbo max when i got it and i would see cat's eye and i'd be like oh i should watch that and then like i don't know well, this <laughs> in my childhood remembrances was an HBO staple. Mm -hmm. uh, it was. Mm -hmm. And it's also something that I have never seen. Uh, for some reason, I have never watched this. I love uh, I love the book Night Shift. I've read Night Shift a yes, Night Shift times. Yes, Night Shift is great. Uh, it's one of my favorite uh, of his anthology books. Uh, but yeah, I don't know why. I remember seeing the title. I remember, yeah, seeing it come up and just thinking, meh. Maybe I didn't even realize it was... No, I think I knew it was Stephen King. I don't know. I didn't get into the movies of Stephen King stuff. I think I think I had just been told that they were, aside from Carrie, were, were no bueno. Um, I will say I remember that a lot. Like, my cousins would always be like, the books are better. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I was scared of all of them. Well, um, normally around this time, we would do something uh, called the Dark Side Guest. So let's just do it. Um, so Cat's Eye is three unique stories. Um, the first one is called Quitters Incorporated. Uh, it is customary around these parts that we guess what it's about. Based on title alone, we call it the dark side guess. Jen's face tells me that she didn't do it or isn't done with it. I did one for just Cat's Eye. I just wrote one for Cat's Eye. So I can oh. read my Cat's Eye one, and then you guys can do your Quitters Incorporated one. And then, and then we'll You can write one right while we're week. reading ours. No, it's not. It's cheating. <laughs> well, if you have one for Cat's Eye, we should probably do that one first. And okay. then Matt and I will do one for Quitters yes. Incorporated. All right. Thank you. Uh, Cat's Eye. Mrs. Keeley hasn't been answering her telephone, and packages have been piling up on the porch. The city social worker is called to investigate. Inside the apartment is a cavalcade of horrors. 
Mrs. Keeley screaming incoherent and with her eyes replaced by cat's eyes. Oh, that explains the title. All right. Okay, I have to read mine before Matt's. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jen. I didn't mean to shut out you. Hey, Jen. (laughs) Look, we all make mistakes sometimes in the the game of Dark Side Guess. It's... I'm sorry, Jen. I shit did, or be I, shit. I really didn't mean to shit on no, you guys. No, you're fine. You didn't. It's fine. <laughs> Just like giving you a hard time. Okay. I have to read mine before Matt's because I won't be able to get through mine if Matt reads his first. All right. All right. Quitters, Inc. Life was all oil derricks and extended round magazines for Mary Fortin, conservative lunatic and Newsmax contributor, when she decided to run for president. During the election, however, she found a note on her office chair, leave or face the consequences. More determined than ever, Mary armed herself to the teeth for every speech, debate, and public appearance. Would that be enough to stop a liberal wolfman? (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. Excellent. Uh, um, Quitters Incorporated. Martika has had enough. <laughs> if she has to dance one more time with Mario Lopez, she's out of here. <laughs> Good thing Fergie is here to soothe the wounds. <laughs> um. Unfortunately. None of these guesses were correct. So Jen hits up with those sweet deets. Thanks, Matt. All right, here are some of the sweet deets for Cat's Eye, and we'll continue as we continue through the episodes. But uh, for general info, Cat's Eye came out in 1985. Here's the description from IMDb. IMDb. A stray cat is the linking element in three tales of suspense and horror. This was written by Stephen King based on his collection of stories, Night Shift. The stories in this movie are Quitters Incorporated and The Ledge. The final story, General, is original to Cat's Eye. Cat's Eye was supposed to have um, the story Sometimes They Come Back. And Dino De Laurentiis told Stephen King, you know, we should just make that a feature. So they pulled Sometimes They Came Back out and replaced it with The Ledge. Oh. Yeah. Episode was directed by Louis Teague. Uh, Louis Teague had such an interesting bio. He was a high school dropout. He was in the army for three years in Germany. He studied film at NYU and then dropped out of uh, NYU film school to work on the Alfred Hitchcock Hour. And in 2016, he went back to NYU to finish his degree at age 78, which I love. Oh, wow. nice. Yeah. He was a PA on the movie Woodstock. In 74, he was employed by Roger Corman after he was recommended from his NYU buddy, Marty Scorsese. He directed uh, Alligator, Fighting Back. Uh, he was the last minute director of Cujo. He got subbed in to mm-hmm. do Cujo, which was well received, and that mm-hmm. ended up getting him this. And then he did Jewel of the Nile. Mm-hmm. Then uh, he doesn't have a ton of titles after that. I was surprised. James Woods stars as Dick Morrison. James Woods, famous actor. We all know James Woods, don't we? We famous all Dick. We all know fame. <laughs> famous Dick. James Woods. Is he a Dick? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, he seems like he oh yeah. A dick. He he's oh, yeah. like a Mensa member, and he hangs it over other people's heads. Yet he's a climate change denier and stuff. He's Is real he piece really? Of shit. Fuck James Woods. Oh yeah. fuck that guy. I fucking hate right. that guy. <laughs> he's got a look about him. There's something about him that I just don't like and oh, i'm glad yeah. to know that yeah. i'm he's a I'm total right. slime ball like you just I'm, look at his face and you're like eh, eh something wrong with that guy i'm glad to know my judgments were correct he <laughs> is however uh a famous actor who was yeah, nominated he's a good for yeah he's a good actor good enough actor uh emmy emmy nominated golden globe nominated independent spirit award winner oh no i'm sorry did he win he won an emmy golden globe and independent spirit award he pursued a undergrad degree at MIT and planned on becoming an eye surgeon, dropped out one semester short to pursue acting. Supposedly his IQ is 180 and he is a member of Mensa. He was offered a lead role in Reservoir Dogs and his agent rejected it without showing it to him, like just out of hand. And when he found out, he fired his agents. Well, good, good decision. Yeah. 180, though, I call bullshit. Yeah. 
Alan King played Dr. Donati. He is a comedian, was a comedian, actor, and producer. He is sadly no longer with us. Was a Catskills comedian. Uh, he was abbot of the New York Friars Club and attended all celebrity roasts until just before his death in 2004. He hosted the Academy Awards in 1972 and in 1961 was an MC for a portion of JFK's inauguration party. Oh, wow. Yeah. He was great. He was great in this, by the way. He was great. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. And he wasn't like hamming it up or anything. I think he brought no. brought something good to it. Yeah. Mary Darcy or Mary Darcy uh, played Cindy. She was character actress in a few things. Tony Manafo is an actor and producer who was... Uh, what the heck was his name? Junk, I think. Was that what oh, he was yes, calling him? Junk. Yeah, Junk. Yeah, he was sort of his hitman, Junk. He uh, produced a bunch of stuff. He's acted and stuff. And he's produced a ton of Sylvester Stallone stuff. Judge Dredd, wow. Demolition Man, Cobra, Cliffhanger. There was like more on the list, which made me think he was maybe a friend of Sylvester Stallone's. Like That would stand to reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's that's going to kind of cover uh, Quitters Incorporated, which is the first story. Uh, also, I guess we should say about Quitters Incorporated, it loosely inspired the um, Tales from the Dark Side story, Bigelow's Last Smoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, which... This story is much better because that yeah. story sucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it, it had that transmission aspect to it, whereas like this is a real full-fledged, full-bore production with, like, multiple locations. And you could tell this one had lights. Yeah, Bigelow's last ah. smoke was, like... And more than one location, a soundstage. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was just basically, like, a, hey, we got this for the weekend because they're not filming anything. <laughs> Don't leave a mess. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, we, we got a big fire alarm over here. Perfect. Don't leave a mess. Don't also don't leave a mess. <laughs> it's really important. Please. My fiance gets so pissed. I, I'm gonna hear about it. This is her father's soundstage. Did you guys watch the thing on the news today where they were saying that man lives in the sunlit world of what he believes to be reality? Huh. Well, wait, but there is unseen by most. Like, An underworld. Yeah, uh, it's a place that's just as real, but not as brightly lit. Yeah, yeah, they were saying it was a dark side. Oh, uh, real? Yeah, dark? no, I saw yeah. that. I saw that. I saw yeah. that. Hollywood. Hooray, We got the MGM logo. Like, yeah. we got real. We got a real movie. A real, I heard that lion. Yeah, a real movie is happening here. Real credit sequence. A real cat's eye. And straight out of the gate, they're having fun sort of in the creep show way. It almost feels like because, you know, you were watching a cat get into some, you know, just sort of like an alley cat or whatever, getting into scraps and whatnot. But it's the cat is chased by Cujo and almost gets run over by Christine. Like Christine. And so these fun little nods to uh, to Stephen King. Yep. Buster for Jones is just running around town. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yep, then he finally gets uh, into a transport that takes him into New York City, city of lights, city of excitement, the city that and never I, sleeps. I, I think that the truck that he gets in is a, a tobacco It is a cigarette truck, truck yeah. just yeah. like in the beginning of Beverly Hills Cop, so mm-hmm. I, which no, is I, also famously written by Stephen King. <laughs> maybe you don't know no, there's no way to tell even uncredited yeah yeah joel silver king king <laughs> i love this I lo- i'm i'm ready for this movie um not to be too dour i think it's going to be forever weird to see the twin towers oh yeah, yeah. every no, time 100 percent. every time i look at them i go Mm. And I like kind of frown. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Well, anyway. So, but it's one of the sights of New York in an '80s movie. So you know we're going to be seeing the the Twin Towers and everything else there is that New York has to offer, like 
beautiful picture windows in department stores. And in one mm. of the department store windows is a family of mannequins and overlaid over the little girl mannequin is a little girl. And you see sort of her it's spirit. Drew you see the spirit of like, Drew Barrymore. She's Help saying, me, Obi-Wan. Yes. <laughs> I, he's almost got me. You have to save me. So before the cat can be like, hey, who are you? And hey, what's happening? And hey, how, how window? Uh, he gets picked up by, uh, by a dude who seems to want to eat him. It's like, great, mm -hmm. a cat. This is a very peculiar thing. Because it turns out that this is junk from Quitters Incorporated. And this cat that they picked up from the street, they know very well. So it's like very confusing. Like this cat gets out all the time, I guess. Anyway. Wait, what do you mean? I, I, I didn't, I didn't uh, assume that. I, no, I don't think I thought he... this oh. was the first time. <laughs> no, 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 no. When you assume, you, you're pointing three fingers back at yourself, Matt. <laughs> no. Junk knows this cat in a way, unless... Here's the, here's the thing I'm positing. This all happens in the same day. Because he walks in with the cat when my man is there for his appointment. Or is it a different day when my man... No, it, no it's got to be a different day because... Remember he goes to the closet? No, no. Well, that's a that's a different that's a different day. That's that's it's over it's over it's actually over several weeks. Yeah, but I think Matt's talking no, about like from right the intro the, to when the right guy the picks up the cat. To when oh, Junk picks up oh, the cat. I get I get what you mean. I get what you yeah, mean. Yeah, the cat is at the window display. Junk picks him up, puts him in the cat box, and he goes to Quitters Incorporated. James Wood is is in another car about to go into Quitters Incorporated. Once we see James Wood, we don't see Junk anymore. Does is that we, all in the same day? The date of cat yeah. acquisition? I think you're right. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm confused because when we get in the office and they do the demo, the guy says, "Oh, we train the cat with the music." I think he was just saying we're we are training. Like the music is part of the the training. Yeah, it's got to be the same. It's got to be the because same day, though, because you see James Woods in the like segue between segments and he goes in and then they have the cat in the back. It's just an odd continuity thing. I don't know. I got I got the sense that the guy that junk went out there and saw a cat and was like, oh, great. Save a me, cat. save yeah, save a, a cat. Save me a trip to the pound. Right. OK, he does say that. Yeah. So oh. I think he was just looking for a cat. Or anything to put in that cage. Yeah. Yeah. We need to put a right. Okay, I I'm going to I'm going to be 100% honest. I fucking hated a bunch of segments of this where they mistreated the cat and I like a fist balled up and I got real mad. So. No, I did write down <laughs> like how they get away with some of this it felt a little yeah. too far. Yeah, yeah. The cat. At least they did not have like, like cat hissing sound effects or anything. They seem to be pretty good about not. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's my I mean, relationship you know, with cats. I was like, oh, they could have taken it further. <laughs> I mean, we don't. That cat was just bouncing on a table. That cat, the way he was jumping. There were a couple of snaps that I was like, oh, oh no, no, no. Like, it did seem like something was making the cat jump, but sort of also in the way of, like, when you bring a cucumber up to a cat and make the cat jump. Only some cats do that because it looks like I'm sorry to generalize about cats. <laughs> I, well, I mean, considering how many cats I have, I'm a cat expert. Okay? That's true. That's true. No, if I have uh, cat But it's also yeah. why I had such a problem. You yeah. know, I mean, like, she's over my life. I've had, over, like, over 10 cats and seeing somebody mistreat a cat makes me want to murder that person. So of course. Yeah. It's, it's difficult. I don't know if they would have done it. Like I'd be interested if they, I felt like it was just a way to sort of get the cat into the story. 
Yeah, yeah. it was. Oh, it was shoehorned. Yeah, yeah. I would say that this is probably the weakest way to get that cat in. Oh, oh, Matt, wait for the second act. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So, right. onto the actual story. Yes, uh, James yes, Wood so is see... outside talking to his friend in a car. And I love these cars. I miss these dumb, boxed-out 80s cars. These real yeah. hunks of shit. Just... Were there tanks? They were just tanks. Beige tanks. It is. A... I had a, a Plymouth... I had a Grand Fury. I you think. had a Plymouth Fury? It was a... No, it that's wasn't the a same was... car as, as Christine, just... You know, way after the the fifty six, I think is what a. Is it what was. A, I had a Grand Fury, and it was it was a real piece of shit, and I inherited it from my stepdad's parents, and it had like old people shades, like the metal shades over the windows, and it oh was. Oh my god! It was a crazy tank. It only had an AM radio. Something was wrong <laughs> with the engine, so you would like turn. You'd take the key out of the ignition, and the car wouldn't uh. stop. It Matt just, knows something about that, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would just go, bum, 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 and then it would, much like Christine, uh, yeah. it would just sort of do it on its own. That's the car. That's my car. Oh, my God. You had that car? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So all the other I'm kids pretty in sure Rochester I've seen were. that in Hunter, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some old people got their car, like, stuck on a curve. And there was ice and I like drove into their car and dented in the entire right side. So everybody had oh, to get in no. from the passenger side for a while. Everybody was fine. <laughs> but uh, I, I drove the biggest piece of shit all well, through that, school. That car is just nothing but stories. That's what I yeah. love about a car yeah. like oh, that. Matt, Matt, you were. Oh, my God. My Plomney. Yes. And uh. my Ghoulie. Like these yes. are cars that will live in my mind. Okay, so a Pony, uh, uh, a Ghoulie is a Pontiac six thousand LE. Oh, okay. Which and, is uh, you know a very fine sedan. It is. Just you know, remember sedans? Mm-hmm. Like when American companies made sedans, they don't really. R.I.P. They sure don't. <laughs> We've gotten rid of all of them. We we're like, you know what sells better? Anything else? Yeah. Ah, but let's, crossovers. Uh, but the Pontiac 6000 LE, LE. Pontiac 6000 LE was a magnificent vehicle. And you had a gray one. Yep. Yeah, I think they came in three colors. <laughs> rust, gray rust, and and beige rust. <laughs> I had a I had a um a Pontiac Grand Am. For mm. most of my adult life, <laughs> I had then I got an Oldsmobile Alero. Was that what it was called? Yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. The Oldsmobile Alero uh, was was like a like a later two thousands thing, right? Yeah, like nineties two thousands. Yeah, yeah. That was a good little car. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I Matt, um, my dad took me and Janice to look for cars and that's what she ended up getting was the Hilero. We went into Romeo and that's where she made her decision. And like, he was like, are you sure that's the car you want to get? And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine. <laughs> so he, <laughs> he took my friend's girlfriend to look for cars. It was very cute. Ah. Well, James Woods isn't looking at any cars in this episode. Nope. He's nope. getting out of a car and he's talking to his buddy who's like, like, yeah, no, go ahead. Just go in. It's fine. Yeah. I he, can't go he, with he you. He can't though. go with him, though. Yeah, that's the rule. That's the rule. I don't break the rules. And as uh, as James Wood goes in, you see the sort of smile falter on the buddy's face. So it's like, OK, yeah. he's going into he some looks shit here. Apprehensive. Mm-hmm. His buddy's like, uh, look. All you have to do is get five of your friends. <laughs> That's really what it feels like. And then, you know, they're going to get bit. five of their friends. And then in like four layers, we have the whole universe doing what we're doing. <laughs> and everybody and in four profits. layers, you get a toaster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how would you like to be the last person signed up for Amway? Like uh, literally. Oh, the whole I was. I was. 
I was the bottom layer of a multi-level marketing thing. It is not a good feeling, Matt. It's not a good feeling. But just imagine the whole world is signed up and you're, and you're the, the last, last one. one. Yeah. Hey, why didn't anybody tell me about this? <laughs> Seems like a good deal. Yeah, why didn't someone tell me three levels ago? It seems like one of the seven million people would have told me sooner. <laughs> I guess I was busy. James Woods walks into the office, gets an application, and there is a weeping man sitting yeah. in the waiting room. Doing a great yeah. job. Yeah. And James Woods is like kind of perfect for this because he's really kind of supercilious. He's kind of above it all. Really mm-hmm. has that air of arrogance about him. Like, I don't really need to be doing this, but I'm doing this because I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. But I'm really going to tell you what a good person I am while I do Yeah, this. I need you to recognize that I'm a good person. Yeah. And uh, this guy is balling. And then James Wood, like, pulls out a cigarette. And then that guy really wow. starts crying. And he's yeah, like, he pulls a Ray stands for like the the cigarette is. Yeah, there is some great lip. cigarette dangling in this. In yes. This yeah, there part is. Of the film. Some real great cigarette work. There's there's some things that really throw me off here that kind of like are interested. It's like quitting incorporate or quitters incorporated, the final solution. And I was like, uh oh, uh oh, yeah. Did it say that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> Well, it's really torn because when it finally James Woods. Well, no, no, no. Before that happens, out walks a woman that looks like she's been through it. Yes. She looks quite the worse for wear. And that's when the uh, the crying man immediately jets up and and runs over. Jumps over. over. Yeah. Jumps over James Woods. Yeah. And he's, he's trying to comfort this disheveled person and uh i think that's when she hits him repeatedly with her purse yeah and they're shoving him off and then they sort yeah. of embrace and uh, yeah and then i think she starts so crying she and, he, to go and home. he like literally drags her out yeah yeah <laughs> and so James around Woods this time trying to is filling out his paperwork and trying to find a place to light a cigarette there it oddly enough are no ashtrays so he gives up and as he's bringing his stuff up to the counter, I, 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 this isn't for me. I I, I give yeah. up. The um, Mister Quitter, as I call him throughout the rest of the thing, uh, shoves up and he's like, "No, no, no! Come with, come with me, come with me, come with me." This is a great so, bit of business right here. This, oh yeah, absolutely. This little timing triangle thing here. Uh, yeah, I loved it. I, I really was enjoying it. Here's the thing, guys, and I, I hate to blow it now. Boy, did I enjoy this. It's great. Boy, was this. Like <laughs> so did I. So did I. It was wonderful. It was so great. It was so great to see a well-written script and a fairly competent director and actors who did not need to leave in six hours. Like, <laughs> it was. Look, I have to pick up my grandmother from the airport. <laughs> <laughs> Look, these pretzels aren't going to make themselves. And I got to get to work. Thirsty. <laughs> if, uh, if somebody isn't fixing major magic then major magic can't do major magic things alan king is great in this as oh, he donati is and he is yeah he's perfect and he is explaining to uh, to James Woods that, uh, yeah, no, don't worry about trying to get out of this. It's already started. You see the door lock. James Wood is is trying to escape, uh, trying well, to get so out, threatening. When you uh, see the door lock, uh, 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 Mr. Quitter actually hits a button on his desk. Yeah, to that lock locks the door. The door. So he's, it's, it's like the Matt Lauer device, right? He, mm-hmm. he presses the button. It locks the door. James Woods hears it and then keeps going. Uh, and so... Uh, Mr. Quitter is sitting there, and he's. This exchange he, is insane. Like, but Mr. it's it, Mr. It's Quitter, insane, but great. Mr. Quitter's like, "Do you have any cigarettes on you? Let me see them." And he takes all the cigarettes. Oh, and out he of the straight pack. up John Belushi, John Belushi samurais that shit. 
Uh, yeah, he's very angry at those cigarettes. Yes. He he doesn't just pound on them with his fists. He grabs all of them, rips them to pieces with his hands, and then, you know, very diligently sweeps them all into his desk drawer. So uh, now it's time to show you what we do. Yeah, our methods here at Quitters, Inc. are quite radical. And this is when they open up, like, the the mirrored the one-sided mirror no this is this is when uh james woods uh says you know what this isn't for me and walks up to the door mm. and and is uh, the door is locked and that's why i mentioned it previously that like he heard the door lock he knows the door is locked and yet he walked up to the door like no i'm out of here like dude you heard that door lock you know what you're getting into they 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 have the one-sided glass mm. the kitty cats in there and that's when my least favorite part of this entire thing happens. Yep. So we'll, we'll we'll get over it. But I was like, I don't think they would be able to do this today the way that they did it. Mm-hmm. They'd have to do it digitally. or, or well, I think what they would do is you would just see his face. You know, like. You'd hear. Yeah, you hear. Well, I don't know. It, the cat is jumping and it does seem to be in some sort of distress. And I, yeah. I'll be interested to see if there's a no animals harmed in the making of this picture at the end of uh, this movie. Right. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Does, it doesn't there's, seem there's like sparks. that cat. Um, maybe there's a way to do it. Maybe there's a way to make a cat jump around. You play jump around. I don't know. I don't know. But I, it didn't look like I, it. It looked like the cat was in some du- duress. Yeah, James Wood is trying, is trying to figure out. like What the hell is like, happening? What the hell is this? I want no part of it. Get me the hell out of here. I will sue you. I will get the cops. I will get lawyers. And this is when Donati sort of intimates that uh, they are the mafia, basically. Like, this was started from... Well, yeah, he tells them who their patron was. Yeah. Where where he said, you know, he said that their their, uh, tactics were a little extreme. And then he says that, you know, our organization was funded by a, um, a very important person. And that person learned techniques in his family business. Yeah. Uh, which yeah intimates it's it's the mafia it's you, you you done fucked up so he is told he has had his last cigarette he will now be under constant supervision at least for the first month if uh he fucks up and has a cigarette his wife will be brought to the electrocution chamber and he will be mm-hmm. made to watch if he has another cigarette his daughter will be daughter. brought to the uh the the electrocution chamber and he will be made to watch third time he will send somebody out to rape his wife his wife they have someone on staff they have a someone real on staff. dirty individual yeah, yeah. That, that does this and, and the fourth time only two percent make it to the fourth time you don't want to know what the fourth time and then well and then and then he pulls his jacket back and there's a a handgun and a holster so yeah if you can't yeah. quit smoking we're gonna kill you yeah, we'll yeah. quit it for you. I mean, well, you uh, gave us your bank place? account information. I think this is an act. This break. is a good place for yeah. This is yeah. This okay. is probably a good act break. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take an act break, and we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Oh yeah. Well, you do a little refill. When I moved to Chicago, I started like, oh, I went to a place, the the old the, the Green Mill, and you could sit in Al Capone's booth where you could see both entrances and the bartender. My friend ran a place to be like, oh, look behind the bar. Here's tunnels. There's tunnels where Al Capone used to go. And it's not so much that he just was ruthlessly killed people, but he was dumb. <laughs> Hello, today we're going to talk about Alphonse Capone, a hot doggy lipped gangster. <laughs> <laughs> Al Capone went to Chicago. We got more guns and more guys, more money, and faster cars. So it's just like, ooh, I guess we'll just take over the city. It was like really that simple. Prohibition delivered this country to Al Capone bound and gagged. Just the liquor was so lucrative, you know, and the money just kept piling up and was like became like literally like a billionaire. Guy was like 90 IQ. <laughs> Pretty weird. He was the most powerful man. Everyone knew it. Press conference would say like, why aren't you made mayor, Al? And he'd like laugh. I'd rather just be in this position. Why would I be mayor, you know? So many rules. Kind of bullshit. It was like they were looking for a way to take him down, and uh, he never claimed that he had any income. 
Herbert Hoover stepped in and just said, like, okay, we're finding them guilty, and here's the story. George, the nerd, is in on it. His brother was busted for tax evasion. We could get Al Capone on tax evasion. Elliot Ness was a treasury, treasury agent. Said, like, George, you're gonna testify. He didn't want to do it, because he was like, yeah, f you, Al Capone's more powerful than the government. This comes down from upstairs. <laughs> it was like really that simple, you know? So, you know, you got this like hot doggy lip 90 IQ fucking weirdo just like, how about we go to them and say, all right, let's say I made this much money over this period of time and I'll pay this kind of taxes and I'll plea bargain and had it negotiated where he was going to do two years in prison. And then the, the, the judge said like, we're not going to accept your plea, but we're going to take part of your plea that said you earned this much money and bust you for taxes and and uh, sentence you to 11 years in prison. So I was like, whoa, what the f thought we had a deal here? They put him away. That's when they started giving him, like, you know, a, a medical test and psych test and stuff. And that's, you know, because really they knew nothing about him. He's got a 95 IQ. He's not that smart. He's this big, weird mook. Oh, you got a 90 <laughs> IQ, but you sure knew who to kill. And that's pretty smart. <laughs> oh, and he started peeing pus when he was 18 years old. He didn't say anything about it. <coughs> Syphilis. <coughs> Syphilis. <laughs> he just ignored pus coming out of his <laughs> I mean, right? God, pus is coming out of my What is it? Nothing. What are you going to do? I'm going to stop thinking about it. Good idea. <laughs> Hey, Al, how about one penicillin shot? No, nope. Let's ignore it. And, you know, he's afraid of needles and syphilis rots his brain. Soon after, he becomes a f***ing babbling idiot. Do you know he his, he wanted his nickname to be Snorky? <laughs> I want to be called Snorky. We're going to call you Scarface. No, I, I want to be called Snorky. <laughs> but when he got out of jail, he really quickly wandered away into, like, an idiot who would, like, <laughs> put a fishing pole into his, like, <laughs> pool in his backyard, like, hoping to catch fish. <laughs> Imagine they just made comments like, hey, why is he fishing in his own pool? <laughs> uh, he's a syphilitic moron. <laughs> syphilitic moron? What's that? <laughs> it's a guy who's has a portion of his brain eaten away by his own <laughs> pus. He's, he's, <laughs> no. he's, he's a moron. He's like a five-year-old. Wow, because he had sex with whores and, and got like a dirty dick and he didn't do anything about it, pretty much. The most powerful man in, you know, the country, like, looking for fake fish in a pool with a bamboo rod. What, what an idiot. He had everything, right? The best. Oh, amazing. I know it's canceled, but there is something magic about drunk history. I yes. always forget about it. Well, and then I watch them and, I, and it cracks me up. Well, the thing is, like, it came at a. It got to be a show because of YouTube clips. But it was, it was a show when everything was moving to YouTube clips. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like Keen Peel and. Drunk History had a pretty significant run comparatively. Yeah. yeah. They had like four or five seasons each, but like it wasn't, you know, you can watch 23 episodes online, you know, and it's just yeah. like, what? Where, where is all this stuff? <laughs> and they always have the same characters and the cast of characters, and I love that. Yeah. You know, that they just have the same people doing roles over and over again. I love it. Al Capone, syphilitic moron. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to it. All right. And we're back. Uh, second act begins with a Christopher Walken movie. What movie is this? Uh, that was The oh, Dead that's Zone. The dead zone. That, was another, that was another Stephen King story. So, yeah, so the, the gag is that, uh, you know, who writes this crap is what yeah. uh, James yeah, Wood says I... in it. And the oh. answer is Stephen King. Yeah. <laughs> wink wink so he is he's crabby with his wife but he explains it is because he's quitting smoking uh she does not think he's going to be able to follow through with this but uh but she's excited and he makes it through the whole day basically makes it to uh three o'clock in the morning 
317. Which is when he sneaks downstairs and starts rifling through his office and uh, finds a pack of smokes in his drawer. And then he and, hears uh, something. He hears something in the closet move. He's like, shit. So he goes to the closet with an umbrella, opens it, a bag of golf clubs fall out. Falls and, out. And he beats the golf clubs with the umbrella. It's umbrella. quite humorous. Yes. And then he throws the umbrella into the closet and he hears oof. Oof. Like a real henchman's in there. Yeah, oof. And so he looks and there's just a pair of wet galoshes. I, it's raining outside, we should say. Yes. It's, it's raining. Yeah, oh yeah, we should have. He's not that. a wet bandit. Oh, but if he was. <laughs> if can he you was. Imagine? Yeah. God, can you Even imagine? Uh, I can't. Anyway, he's explaining to the man in the closet. He's like, if uh, anybody's there, look, I didn't smoke it. Tell Tanya. I didn't smoke it. I didn't See? Smoke it. And he breaks it in half. He was just coming to get his clubs. Yeah. Uh, then he goes upstairs, and you just see all the water coming off the galoshes. Hey, bus. Uh, in the next... Hey, bus. I was in the uh, the old, uh, you know, uh, uh, closet like you asked me to. I got to file some workman's comp here. <laughs> so, real slippery. Uh, well, number one, slippery. Number two, I took a bumper shoe straight to the solar plexus. <laughs> <laughs> and that thing gassed me out, brother. Let me tell you that. So uh, if we could just, you know, throw an extra $5 into the check this week so I could get another one of those dirty water hot dogs, I'd really appreciate it. I love this character. Oh, yeah, I so am do I. nuanced. <laughs> yes. Yeah, such low goals, too. Yeah, it's great. Oh, like I got hurt. Give me a $5 hot dog. Hey, I'm in the mob. This is how this works. Is it? So it the jogger, <laughs> the jogger that we see running by, I'm just gonna talk oh, over. Oh, I can oh. spend a whole half hour <laughs> talking about this oh. guy. Jogger and loafers. Oh, loafer so jogger. He, he's he is so for people who were not born uh, around this time, he is wearing well. He was wearing like a headband and and a wife beater. And shorts, and then so- dress socks pulled all the way up, and dress with so- shoes with look like sock suspenders. Yes, I-, I think that was because he is so showing that he's one of the the secret agents yes. who's monitoring yes, him. He is, yeah. And so, now, yeah, uh, was he the one that was Alan in the house? King had told him, uh, "You'll see some of them all the time, um, but you'll never see all or all of them all the time, right? Like the the whole right. He'll never know who's watching him, but he's under yeah, constant yeah, yeah. surveillance. But it's pretty obvious that this guy, this guy oh, watching. Yeah, some of them are better. Yeah, they than others. they put this guy out there just to remind him people are watching him. Because this is basically your uncle Frank just taking a lap in your neighborhood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and it's funny because he gets to the other neighbor's yard and turns back. Yeah, he's just running in he's front of just his Captain house. Lou Albano taking a jog. <laughs> he's a man of a thousand faces. Yeah. So this is when he goes to visit his daughter at um St. Stephen's School, School for the Exceptional. For... Yeah, ex- yeah, Is now so this is Drew Barrymore. Yes. And the way they are playing this, it, she is supposed to be neuroatypical. I think, yeah, I think she's yes? supposed to. Yes, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, because she's exceptional, right? So Okay. <laughs> that answers so many questions. Okay, great. Because I didn't read it like that, but now that makes more sense. It was, it was, it was very light. It was a, a it was weird. Yeah, it was a little I, hard to read. I, and thank God they weren't hitting you over the head with it. Okay, I, 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 because I was like, what are they doing? Yeah. But that makes so much more sense. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was the right choice. Right. But it makes a lot more sense. Agree. So uh, she she runs up to him. Daddy, daddy. uh, And he gives her what any 80s kid wanted. Oh, Cabbage Patch. Oh, Cabbage Patch kid. And then he sees uh, 
he sees somebody, right? He sees somebody giving him the, the hairy oh, eyeball. It's Alan King. He should, Mr. Oh, Quitter shows right. up. Uh, and I mean, he basically shoves the doll at his daughter and pushes his Throws daughter. Throws her at a nun. Yeah. Get yeah. out of here, Alicia. Uh, and then we have the party freakout scene, which is so good. Well, we oh, have, we have that awesome. moment. We have that moment. It's like a Terry Gilliam movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. The party scene is amazing. But prior to leaving, Alan King says, if you would have smoked that cigarette, we I'd be seeing you in my office. Yeah. Yeah. Because he kept saying, I didn't smoke it. I didn't smoke it. You know, you're, you, I hope your guy told you. And that's when he said, yeah, you'd be in my office if you did. It takes a son of a bitch to get rid of this son of a bitch. This son of a bitch. Yeah. Now it's time. And wow, what a party. Now there is a yeah. part of me that goes, well, I can't smoke, but I can do cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could do anything but smoke at this party. I'm sure yeah. you could just get. He's yeah, there were people hammered. chasing the dragon at this yeah. party. He's yeah, for sure. Hammered. Yeah, and I mean, there's, there's children serving people on trays? Like. So I so it starts to get hallucinatory. His friends trying to give him a cigarette. He's sweating and yeah. saying, "No, no, I don't want one." That he sees cigarettes everywhere. He sees little kids smoking and ashing into the punch bowl, which is such a great visual. Yeah. Uh, his friend's mouth is full of cigarettes, uh, yeah. Ghostbuster style, and then and, and then e- like smokes coming out of his ears and yeah. Uh, he <laughs> imagines then, Donati is there, sort of yeah. uh, like a teenage like an Elvis. Elvis. Very yeah, odd yeah. because they're playing Every Breath You Take by the police, I believe. Well, not the police because the, they could the, not afford to get the police. By the, yeah, the night security guards. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Po- the polites. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, uh, he comes down singing the song and just everybody yep. has the ability to blow smoke like a dragon. Yeah. Oh, it's and great. then um, someone someone hands him a tray. And it's got deviled eggs arranged into a face. And the eyes move. Yeah. I was really <laughs> hoping that the deviled eggs would all have little cigarettes. I was, yeah. I was oh, a little disappointed. Yeah. Tiny faces, tiny cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Lewis Teague. <laughs> uh, well, so all this stuff is happening. And then he just says, shove it up your ass, Hal. And he gets out of there. Yeah. And then, and then Hal says, well, shove it up lit. Come on, guy from the game. I expected better. I'm <laughs> hilarious. Uh, I think that. By the way, would there's be... more. There's more uh, cigarettes on the floor there than there are peanuts on the floor at a Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's yeah, it's really something. And I think that's probably another act break right there. You want to call that the act break? Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. We'll yeah. be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Oh, just in time. Hey, yo, we got Byron's Car Wash live from Coney Island. Are you vaccinated? Yes, sir. I was feeling thirsty. Your mom gave me a gallon of Henny to quench that, you are. It's no snow on the floor. He's really skiing to Coney Island on a hard top. What we do at Coney Island, Colette? Real, son. We keep it real. Fuck your life. Bing bong. He had too many shots. You want a shot? Hey, yo, Ariana Grande, what's up, mama? I'll come to Coney Island and take a spin on a cyclone. I miss you. Let's see that flip, boy. Yeah. With the yellow foams on. I have seven female wives. Go to my Instagram. What do you want to tell Joe Byron right now? What's up, baby? Take me out to dinner. Hey, yo. This is the Kim and Kanye of Coney Island. And Kim ain't got shit on me. Yo, he got his phone in his balls. Steve Jobs did not die for this. If you see these dogs in your front yard, just know upstairs I'm going hard. Bing bong. I could watch that all day. Oh, oh my, god, my god, this is amazing. Hey, yo, happy Thanksgiving, dickheads. We live back at Coney Island, yo. What are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? Beans right, Jesus Christ, and Byron. Who? Byron. Who? Byron. It's a hard hat holidays. Respectfully. What you got to tell Joe Byron right now? Bring me to the White House, baby. Hey, yo, he's kissing the cop car. Hey, I'm not going to lie. If I bring a turkey to dinner, huh? Just know that I'm in it. Hey, yo, this time I'm going to pull up to your mom's house on Thanksgiving, you heard? Bing bong. Hey, uh, hey, we're going to hey. get it right. We're going to get it right. And Coney Island, that's what we do for Thanksgiving. Chopped cheese in Arizona, you heard? Pete Davidson, fuck your life. Bing bong. Hey, yo, Kim K, instead of standing on the slide over to Coney. 
What you gonna do when you see Joe Byron in the Oval Office? I'm gonna give him a big old kiss. Hey, yo! Hey, yo, I got stuffing for your mom. Yeah. I got stuffing for your sister. Yeah. I got stuffing for your grandmother. Who else? I got stuffing for everybody. Bing bong! Oh my god. It's the best. It's, it's amazing. I don't even. It's the most I... intense, like. It's 50 seconds. Yeah, basically, they're like, let's do it as a minute show on Instagram. And it's kids. It's like two kids. And then they, they, they've they just grown it to this thing. Side Talk NYC on Instagram. That's oh, I, like while we were watching that, I fucking I fucking started following them. That is brilliant. It's insane. The Coney Island shit is next level. That is incredible. I am following it right now. You guys followed the the um the thing that I sent you, the um the game yes, thing. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, okay. yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, oh I Oh my god, Sizehawk NYC. Oh. It's so good. It's so fucking good. Byron. <laughs> Byron. <laughs> Come here, Joe Byron. I want to give you a kiss. Hey, yo. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> I love if you see these dogs in your yard, just know I'm upstairs going hard. Bing bang. <laughs> oh, God. The best. And there, there's so many of them. Yeah. There, I mean. Oh, I will be watching all of these tomorrow. Yeah. For real. For real, yeah. I mean, All right, well, let's lay in this plane. I could, yes. I could watch uh, Coney Island a thousand times, but yeah, uh, let's get back to it. And we're back. Third act. You know what has to happen? This guy has to smoke. It's got to smoke. Yeah. And he's he's stuck in traffic. He's on a bridge. This shot of the kids in a station wagon in front of him, two fighting kids in the in back, the, in the fighting. Seat. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, the eighties. How I missed you. You guys all did this, right? You all rode in the back oh, of the station. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, 1,000%. 1,000%. Yeah. A Cutlass Supreme, baby. Some Jeep Wagoneer type big box Buick. How was that a thing? How was that even remotely safe? Well, this is what the this is why it, they he made all the rules and had to do all the yeah. thing. Is that tons of people got hurt. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> tons of kids got launched through that station wagon. Yeah. So he's stuck on traffic. He's looking around, just seeing some he kids opens playing. Opens his glove box, and yeah. boom, we got the Out little smokies. Just a pack with a couple cigarettes in it. Well, let's get and, it. You know, if he leans over, if he leans over, no one will see him smoke. Well, hold on. No, if he puts his his sunglasses on. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and leans over, no one will see him. You have to have sunglasses. I'm cool, smoky. Yeah. Yeah, someone will be like, oh, that guy's wearing sunglasses. He's up to, he's, you know, he's not up to shenanigans. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, but he comes up from his little smoke venture and he sees that uh, the guy in the car next to him is actually. Junk. Duck. Trash. What do I. Junk. <laughs> I'm trouble remembering yeah, junk. junk. And junk has the best members only jacket. <laughs> Hold on. The, Jen, did you say duck trash? <laughs> For a second. I thought his name was either Duck or Trash. I did not think he was Duck Trash. Well, that makes it all better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's totally different. Well, old Duck Trash sees him, <laughs> smiles, peels off, and then he's got a he's got to race home because they know he knows they're gonna get his wife. Yeah. 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 And uh, and they do. Donati calls him, uh, tells him to come on down. And James Wood is freaking out. Well, yeah, uh, he, he gets home and, and stuff is burning on the stove. Right, like right. Someone came in real quick and and took the wife. Yeah. And then and uh, he's duck panicking. Trash. <laughs> duck trash got it. Um, he's panicking, panicking, panicking. The music building, 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 and then the phone rings and it cuts out silent. Hey, um. Five o'clock work for you? What did you do, you sons of bitches? I didn't smoke. I I slipped. I I slipped. slipped. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. So five o'clock. Five o'clock? Cool. Yeah. See you at five o'clock. And uh, (laughs) it's not so much that he got there as much as Duck Trash throws him into the room. Uh, 
There's and then he has this he's guy. A this guy exchange. got real dumb with his fists. Uh, Duck Trash has a great exchange with uh, Donati where he's saying things like, uh, like, so they have a bit of a, a scuffle. The cat falls, uh, the cat carrier falls over. The cat gets away. And his response is, oh, fiddly oh, sticks. Oh, fiddly sticks. <laughs> what? It, it, it becomes like a Bugs Bunny cartoon very yeah. quickly. Yeah. And then he says, forget the cat, you hemorrhoid. Yeah. Great insult. Don't call enough people hemorrhoids. <laughs> So they reveal his wife is in the little, uh, the shock box and, uh, 96 tears starts playing. She starts getting shocked and it's, well, yeah, her hair goes up. It's very cartoony. Cartoon. Yes. But it's great. And, uh, yep. and, and duck trash starts to laugh. Um, yeah, he's enjoying this a bit too much, but then they, um, they close the, the, the shield. They send James Woods to the uh, office. In, in a, and Mr. Quitter says that you've got some explaining to do. And then it cuts to the TV in the lobby uh, where there's the wife on one seat and uh, James Woods on the other. And they start taking bets <laughs> over whether she's, she's going to hit him, him or hug him. Or what, yeah. And, and she so, of course, him. duck trash takes the wrong thing because Mr. Quitter's been doing this for decades, baby. And he does, he knows nothing of love. <laughs> yeah, he's duck trash. Yeah. Yeah. It's... So now it kind of they walk off kind of together and then it jumps back. It's obviously a jump in time forward. He doesn't smoke six anymore. Months. He doesn't yeah, smoke anymore. Months. He's on the scale. Um, <coughs> he's at 160. Um, but he's can... gained eight pounds in six months. Seventy seventy three percent of the clients get a weight problem. And then uh, he he asks um, a duck trash was his his opinion is. And he says, I think it's great. So then he's like, well, here's the deal. Uh, your goal weight is this one hundred and sixty five pounds. And uh... take these illegal diet pills. Just keep it on the down low. And, stay um, below and if you get because if you go yeah, and if over, you get past it, we'll cut your wife's little finger off. And James Woods is like laughing this off, like, like they haven't <laughs> they haven't threatened to bluff. rape his wife. Yeah, <laughs> do all I know. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, like they didn't put his wife in a shock chamber, right? So they're all laughing, buddy, buddy. You know, punching each other in the arm. Cut to a dinner. I don't know that night, a couple days later, and it's the guy who sent him. Two Quitters Inc., his wife, and then James Woods and Cindy. And they make a toast. And it's to Quitters Incorporated. And they all start clinking glasses. And the uh, James Wood is saying it happy. The other husband is saying it happy. James Woods' the wife, wife yeah, is saying Cindy, it happy. And then the other wife has her drink down on the table. And uh, come on, come on, baby. So she puts her hand up and clinks. And uh, she's missing a she's, she's missing, missing her pinky finger. finger. Love it, love it, yeah, love it. it's great, 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 great. And let's go to the writers' room. I this is untouchable shit here. It's great. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to tell Stephen King how to write a story. Okay, no. <laughs> I mean, except for except for um, Maximum Overdrive. I think there I might he have a knows. little. Room. <laughs> I, th I think the I think there's a question of could you modernize it. And have it be still impactful. Yeah, I think I think there's I think absolutely so. less a, less animal torture. Sure, but yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I get what the whole point is. I think it's even easier now with the surveillance state that we're in. Uh, for yeah. sure. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I think you lean in that, and not so much in the shocking animals. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you've got a yeah. Um, Jen, give us a scale. Uh, scale of one to ten cats eyes. I'm at like an eight and a half, nine. Oh, I gave it a ten. Yeah, okay, I gave it a nine. Yeah, I I just, uh, now that we have something of different quality, it is a ten, obviously, comparative to where we've been. Yeah. But I'm, I, I am trying to be a little bit readjusting in my scale 
but nine. I have nine, ten. I mean, come on. This is this is. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, definitely watch it. It's fun. It's super fun. All right, I love it. So next week we are going to be watching the ledge. The ledge. The ledge. It is. uh, Cat's Eye is streaming on HBO Max. So feel free Mm -hmm. to check that out. Check out Side Talk NYC on Instagram. Oh my God, it's insane. And uh, Jen, Matt, am I forgetting anything? Uh, try to enjoy the the daylight. Daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. 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 Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTBS Pod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.